to one I dream of for inspiration, elevation, I can ride at your door. Aloha mai kako, aloha, welcome to Dating with Mana, powered by Pomahina Designs. It's me, Hanoi Lani Davis. And me, Kulani Jeremiah Aloha kako. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 8. It's your girl, Kulan and Mati Kanoi, and we're going to talk about eight things that are helpful to consider when dating that are often missed. want to consider their relationship with money and how they manage it, their relationship with their parents and their siblings, their lifestyle preferences and habits, sleeping and activity levels, uh, how they respond to stress, whether they apologize and are okay with being wrong, whether they have ideas about gender roles and expectations in the relationships. Last two, how they treat people in service roles and are they willing to collaborate or do they want to lead? Sis, I know you just heard the list. What do you think about these things? Because I know that in the Monobombs podcast that we do, we always talk about these things, you know, kind of here and there. We've never, I don't remember actually throwing a list together, but I thought this would be a great space. So what are you thinking so far just from hearing these things? Uh, honestly, these are such great questions. I definitely actually kilo these things when I do talk to people in general, not just dating, just I do kilo because a lot of this is values and belief systems and characteristics of a person. Yeah, they're part of my standards as well, um, as far as the environment that I want to keep around me. Yeah. So, yeah, this is great. And I can't wait to go through each one of them. Awesome. Awesome. I thought you would appreciate this because when I saw it, it reminded me of our conversations, you and I, when we're talking about relationships that we've been in, especially me and the crazy second guessing things. Yeah. So mahalo nui for that. Let's just jump right in. Number one, considering their relationship with money and how they manage it. So Centered Self Therapy had mentioned their money management is going to affect you if you're in a long-term relationship. So what say you, sis, about money and management? Oh, most definitely. I mean, when we were younger, we just, we didn't know how. So, and if we didn't know how, we didn't know how to understand that of another person. Uh, now that we're older, definitely want to know what you're doing with your money and how you're doing it. Um, I knew people who made a lot of money and yet didn't have any money, which was mind-boggling to me. They had tons of assets, but zero money. I was still taking care of other people. And I'm like, how are you doing that? And I'm struggling, you know? So yeah, I, I definitely want to know if my partner or somebody I'm dating got some money sense. Right. I think I need to make sure that I understand my money sense before I even try looking at somebody else's. So yeah, definitely. Right. Cause you know, sometimes we like to spend like we have a bajillion, but we really have a dollar. Right. <laughs> what is it? Um, drink, drink wine with beer money. <laughs> is that the saying? I don't remember, but yeah. Drink, drink wine with your money. Huh. We'll definitely have to discuss that on the next on the next dating with Mana because you know we loved our wine at one time. One time, yeah. <laughs> okay, number two is uh, consider their relationship with their parents and siblings. Yeah, I had one one who was a mama's boy, 
I, I'd always say he was connected to her by the umbilical cord. I'm not gonna say what part, but yeah, that was really irritating. I like that. I think having a relationship, a positive one with your parents and siblings is good where your parents are leaning on you to like, if your parents cannot be independent of you and you cannot be independent of your parents as adults, yeah, that can be an issue, at least for me. Yeah, nah, there's something going on right there, right there. <laughs> Come on now. Right. Yeah, if, if if your mom is calling you for, for do husband kind things, I'm talking to like my future husband, uh, then we have issue. Girl, your future husband will not, no, no. No, no, no. He, a future no. dating person, whatever. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I think if you do stuff, nice stuff for your, your mom or your dad, that's cool. But if she has a husband, but calling you to do stuff. Yeah, that's I a whole other level that. of questioning. Yeah. <laughs> or has expectations. Or if, if mom is texting you, texting your man or the person you're dating, you know, three, four, five times a day, even twice a day, every freaking day. I would question that. Right yeah. yeah. Holy wow. All right, let's move on because that is just wow. Number three is consider their lifestyle preferences and habits, it's, uh, like sleeping and their activity levels. So centered self-therapy said lifestyle choices and sleeping habits are important when it comes to living together, sharing a bed and deciding what you mm-hmm. want to do together. So what say you, sis? I really, like I said, I'm really, really interested in your in your manao behind all of these things because you, like you said earlier, you do practice it. So, what about this one? Yeah, that's very interesting. So, I am a person as a single mother. I sleep nearest the door. I've learned that from being raised by Kane because, as a protector, you want the person to get you first, not your children or your other half. So, if a man cannot figure that out for you women i'm just saying like the protector if they're there to protect you and they're not sleeping near the door i would think about it like how great are they to protect you right how conscious of they are they i mean it doesn't mean anything but it can if the person is a night owl and you are a person that likes to sleep at night that could be an issue because during the day they may be tired and grouchy and wanting to sleep and you're ready to party. And like, that's not going to help. I think finding out what the, oh, the other one, one more thing. And I don't know if this would fall into this. You could tell me, sis, you know, I don't believe in going to sleep angry. At least come to neutral grounds or neutral terms. If we can't get to a, like a really happy-go-lucky space, at least neutral. And then when we go to sleep, we still love each other as if nothing is wrong. Because the love is there emotionally. Yeah. 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 Like it's okay to still be upset, but not, not at a, at a, a level that you still really pissed off. And you, yeah. yeah, I think that kind of falls under number five where, you know, whether they apologize and are okay with being wrong along those thoughts, because you'd have the conversation and, and both of you are able to sit down and discuss and then realize where maybe in the confusion of the conversation, the madness started to happen but yeah wow and the sleeping by the door I was in a relationship recently he actually slept by the door that one I was like wow okay so that that was nice because I did recognize I did feel safer 
Uh, it was just all the other things that he couldn't do that were like, hey, what's going on? So anyway, but I think that might be something uh, that we could list also under the gender expectations part, right? Where like, even though because you're a single mama, you were raised by men, you have that protector uh, innate in you. And so you're always going to be the one by the door, unless, of course, that Kane pushes you and like, no, no, me first. I would love a man like that. Damn. Yeah, girl. Yeah. We're looking for him. We're looking for him for you. (laughs) It's your eyes on the inside. I got you, girl. Oh, okay, daddy. (laughs) And just like that, (laughs) Paco. All right. The next one is how they respond to stress. Oh yeah. <laughs> Crazy one, right? Because I don't know if people recognize how stressful your lifestyle is. I am. <laughs> or, or yeah, my lifestyle. Life, yeah. It's your whole lifestyle. Is you because because you are that single mama, because you're raising females, you're raising wahine, because you're conscious of that, right? Because you are a multitasker at like platinum level of multitasking. You have more than two, three jobs. <laughs> you own more than one business. You just have this go-getter attitude. But for some people, that could be stressful, you know? So definitely having them be conscious of, about the space that we reside in, in and recognizing whether or not they can handle it. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want my partner to have to handle that. And and a lot of the times I would prefer to be with my partner. If my partner was solid, I definitely have no issues giving up all these other things. It's right now it's open. So I'm going to go and try to elevate right in those spaces. I'd like to see how they respond to stress too, because I should, that should have been a red flag when my ex way he responded to stress when I first met him was like he had major road rage like with the kids in the car chasing down like literally chasing other cars and cussing with all our children in the car his son at that time was a baby and then like when lady like when people like I said people are crossing the street and they're taking a long time and he's calling and it could be an old lady he could be yelling at them you stupid whore fucking cunt like cross the fucking road already. Like I got, like, I should have, obviously that's not me. So when I saw that I should, that should have been a huge red flag as to his anger issues and his verbal indecencies and his lack of respect, period. Yeah, Yeah, that's crazy. It makes you wonder, right? Wonder back to the, how he treats his parents, you know, older uh, grandparents, Oh, wow. I'm so yeah. sorry you had to go through that, sis. Yeah, it was trippy. It was scary. But I, I, I do think people should observe how people deal with stress. It's, it, even me, I try to... Ugh, I'm better now. Let me tell you. <laughs> yes. yes. I've seen I've seen the change. Trust, Kako. I've seen the change. Oh, yes. He's better at stress at stress uh, maintenance or relieving, you know, moving it, moving it, shifting that stress out of the way. I'm still I'm, working I'm, on it, but yeah. <laughs> I'm learning how to do that. I'm yeah. learning how to do that. <laughs> okay. Um, the next one is whether they apologize and they're okay with being wrong. This is a big one. I know we discuss this a lot in our monobombs, just about acknowledging, you know, your part in it all. What say you? I mean, 
wouldn't you rather be happy and just like if you were wrong like to say you know what you know I made a mistake I realized I was wrong like how do we figure this out versus like wanting to fight till all ends of the earth just to prove that you who didn't cover the peanut butter jar good like you want to fight about that like for real like can, can you didn't put it on good to say I didn't put it on good like it's not about winning Right. It's about living together and, and learning how to coexist peacefully. Come on now. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> All right. Well, our next one, it says, consider whether they have ideas about gender roles and expectations in relationships. Now, uh, Centered Self Therapy had mentioned whether they have expectations around gender roles in the relationship and who does what is really important to discuss before big commitments mm. like kids and marriage because their expectations might be different to yours and you won't know until you explore to ask or talk about it. <laughs> How's oh. that, you know? Oh, 1,000%. I didn't think this was an issue. Again, my last relationship taught me a lot. A freaking lot. She's laughing hard. Like, it really did. Like, I really had, I had it easy up until this last one. And... I think because I was very fortunate to know, like my partners prior to my last ex was, they were um, very conscious that I was a single mom. So they understood I played a role as a mother and a father. And so it wasn't about trying to be the man of the house. They were just trying to relieve me a lot of my stress because they understood what I had to carry and they were willing to help carry, whether it was a female role or a male role. And maybe, I don't know if it was because they were just conscious um, Kanaka, I don't know, but this last relationship, I, we were clearing out his his house. I was helping him clean his office and his bedroom, and we were carrying beds. And I'm carrying beds. Like, I'm like, if you carry a bed and I carry a bed, the faster we carry beds, get the hell out of here. That's my mentality. So he's carrying heavy stuff, and I'm carrying heavy stuff. And then he sits me down, and like we get into a huge fight because he's like, that's a man's job. The woman doesn't do that. You just need to sit down and just shut up. Like, I'll do that. And although I thought in my mind, right, I would have been like, well, frick, I don't want to work. You can do it. That wasn't the point. The point was, if we get this done, we can go to the beach. And we'll have a longer day at the beach with our family. And we'll be happy. But his mind, his ego was so huge. Um, he felt like women should only do these certain things. And men should only do these certain things. And I don't know about you out there. And maybe I, I, this is just through my experiences, but he's Kanaka by blood, but not Kanaka by brain. And so um, he also had a very white mentality about him. And so I wasn't used to this uh, uh, way of doing things. Whereas like in my other relationships, very Kanaka mind, Kanaka blood. So like it was the gender roles were equal. We, we just helped each other out where needed. If they needed to cook and clean and sew, rah, it was on it. If I needed yeah. to go outside and, you know, weed whack and help them with the, the yard, like I was on it. There wasn't, it was team effort versus gender. Exactly. Team. Yeah. There is no I in team, guys. <laughs> there isn't yeah. a penis either. So... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, moving on <laughs> before we go left. Number seven is how they treat people in service roles. We're talking about waiters and waitresses, bartenders, uh, anyone who provides a service. 
That could be even kumu, teachers, you know, uh, your kupuna who are, who are offering information during a, during a workshop or whatnot. Yeah, you always want to make sure you check that. Now, uh, as I watch, because guys, I don't know if you know, but I'm learning how to be better with a lot of things. And she, I don't know if, she, I don't know if Kunai realizes this, but I, I oftentimes ask myself, WWKD, but I should do WTH, WKD. What the <laughs> hell would Kanoi do? Because, because she has been through so much up until this point in her life and the impact is great. And as a result, she's had these experiences that can help me, me. And I don't have to be stupid and go, you know, we, we laugh about it a lot, but we oftentimes compare our last relationships to each other. The difference was hers was six years of that kind of craziness. Mine was only six months because I learned from her how to recognize, observe, and freaking just call it out. <laughs> a duck is a duck. Quack, quack. And so <laughs> smart. She was smart. Yeah. yeah. But this here, how they treat people in service roles. Uh, centered self-therapy mentions how they treat people in in oh. these roles or roles where they don't perceive that person to have power can say a lot about their character. As can the sorts of things they write on social media. So isn't that crazy? I think when we look at all of our friends who are all Lahui mindset, all Kanaka driven, you know, they're always about how can we, how can we do it, what you need? You know, how can we help you? And so, yeah, to see your partner and maybe not see your partner do these things, definitely an eye-opener, yeah? I like that part, that that ending part as the sorts of things they write on social media. Because, like, a lot of the times, you know, even the narcissist ex that I had, like, he plays a really great front. So when other people are witness to him, you won't even know, right? You, you would not know who he and what he is behind closed doors. So I couldn't. I could not use that. A narcissist is really great at, you know, when people are around, they, they have witnesses, they can be a certain way. But the social media thing is interesting because I, I'm tur- I am literally turned off by men who have very strong opinions that they have to put it on Facebook every other day. And then they, ha- and then they wait for somebody to respond to then continue having to share their strong opinion to somebody who wants to agree with them. Like, it, it just feel like it's a need to be heard and it's a need to uh, feel powerful. And it's, an, you know what I mean? I don't know, but the, I see that and I'm like, where's the solution though? Acknowledge your childhood trauma that caused you to be that way. Cause right. I think that's exactly what that is. When, when you have to have an opinion, you gotta let everybody hear it. You gotta be a big mouth about all these things that really are irrelevant. Like, come on, guys. Or hearsay, yeah. Hearsay, yes. You're not sure because you are not the primary source. Come right. on. You're not the primary source. You it's shouldn't be attractive. Sure. It's not attractive for men, and I'm sorry. It's not attractive for women either. But that could be just me. Maybe some men and women are attracted to that. Cool, cool. Not me. I, I just don't. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now the last thing that uh, Centered Self-Therapy on Instagram uh, wrote was, are they willing to collaborate or do they want to lead? 
So two things she mentions, if they don't include you in decisions about where to go and what to do now, will they do it later? And what's your compatibility compatibility like when it comes to sex, intimacy, touch, and even just amounts of time together versus apart? Think about it. (laughs) Yeah, please. Y'all need to really think hard about this stuff because this is real. Had I known some of this, which I, you know, it's one of those where you kind of know, but you in denial because, you know, you all butterflies and, you know, that physical is like, hey, yeah. Sustainable. No, you got to think about it. But I do want to say, I want to point out, um, I should, like, I have to use my, my last, my last relationship was the biggest lesson of my life. And I love it. I appreciate it. I'm glad I had it. Boy, it helps tell me what I don't want. Because I never experienced what I don't want before. I've never experienced what I didn't want until I had my last ex. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely don't like that. And so, yeah, uh, in this instance, um, they ne- he never led anything. I tried to le- let him lead. No, he's a follower. And I should have gauged that through the kilo of his friendships and his decisions. And, you know, uh, doesn't include me in decisions. But the compatibility when it comes to sex, intimacy, touch, oh, red flags. I had red flags left and right. Now, if anybody understands, like, if your sexual preference is yours, that's cool. But if it doesn't align with your personal or your partner, whatever, if it doesn't align with your personal sexual preference, bruh not gonna work out the sacrifice becomes yeah <laughs> Ooh. and that's a big one yes, it is. yes yeah. it is intimacy is such a is is such a, a core piece of a relationship because that's how you build and maintain trust is by being in that space all the time with one another he doggy <laughs> Not well, even adult, but yes <laughs> you're okay yeah um and basically what we want to tell you today is just think about it guys in the end centered self-therapy did mention none of these things are necessarily deal breakers it's just about figuring out what's important to you and all of this all of this is just information Dating is a process of gathering information and no information is bad. It just helps you to be informed so you can make the best choice for who, for what, for you. Hello. <laughs> you just said something that was just interesting. Dating is data information gathering. Oh, it's so true. Is that what dating? How it's data, dating? girl. It's gathering data. That's why it's a date because the date provides data. Oh, it blew my mind right there. That makes sense. Dating data. Mm-hmm. Data. <laughs> <laughs> As y'all can tell, we still not ready to hold off of those datings, but nope. we gathering data. <laughs> nope. We're gathering data. We're dataing ourselves. That's why. <laughs> We're learning how to data ourselves because the next guy. Whoever, whomever he is, the next man, not guy, the next man who is confident in himself, who is secure and uh, safe and has been through the ringer, but has brought himself out of it to just Mm. elevate 
Mm-hmm. That guy, when he arrives for either Kanoi or myself, will be definitely an experience. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I was gonna say, like, he, for you, he better watch out. He will get it. <laughs> well, that too. I'm that too, girl. <laughs> That's number eight. We could collaborate. <laughs> but until then, we're just gonna gather data. Ta-da! All right, cool. Well, thank you so much. I hope this was really helpful. It is definitely helpful for me. Uh, I will be alert and I will observe as necessary. And if any of those things pertain to me, I'm going to make sure that I fix them before I start dating because I don't want to be the person that I don't want to be with. Okay. So signing off from the island of Molokai, it's me, Kanoi Lenny Davis. Thank you, you folks, for joining us today. It's your girl, Kulani Jeremiah Wong. Ahui hope. Aloha.